0: Hello GC family, I hope that you are all well. This conversation is called Navigating Troubles. I don't know about you, but I have found that these last few weeks and months have invariably felt full of troubles. Each day seems to be this unique blend of total monotony, and at the same time, total unknown. It's a lot to take in and it's been tiring the emotional and mental energy that we have expended I think has left many of us feeling fatigued. I have a good friend who continually reminds me that life is not as picture perfect or as considerate as to allow us to just ride it from ground level to the penthouse at the press of a button. Instead, life is more like a long wave Sometimes we ride it with ease, sometimes we're able to loop and jump in the air, whilst at other times the wave can tower overwhelmingly above us, and sometimes it simply causes us to wipe out. What is key is learning to ride each of these segments of wave with confidence and with calm, even as we might be tumbling through the air. I have been continually reminded of this in recent weeks, And I've also been reminded that Jesus himself understood what it was to ride the wave of being human in a broken world. This has encouraged me so greatly, and I'd like to share some of that with you in the hope it will encourage you also. God has been speaking powerfully to me from John 16, and I'd love to just share three things that I think that we can learn from uh, one particular verse. In John 16, verse 33, Jesus says to his disciples, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We have in this verse some beautiful encouragement straight from the mouth of Jesus about how we can learn to navigate troubling times. So the first thing that I think we can learn is that your pain is normal and your pain is human. This is a global pandemic and the route ahead of us is completely unknown. That on its own is frightening. Maybe you are feeling like you are just so over lockdown or perhaps you are feeling afraid about the loosening of levels of lockdown. Maybe you are terrified at the thought of your children going back to school, or perhaps you're terrified that they won't go back to school. Whatever it is that is weighing heavily on you at the moment, I want to tell you, you are not alone. We have had days in our home where we are just so over it. We have been frustrated, we have been tearful, we have been fed up, we have been angry, and quite honestly, we just want it to end. And I know of many, many people who are having the same thoughts. We are living through a moment of history here, and I want you to know that it is okay if you are not feeling 100%, 90%, or even any percent on some days. Be kind to yourself. It's okay not to feel okay all the time. It does not mean you have a lack of faith or that you are on the brink of a breakdown. It simply and beautifully means that you are human. You are not alone. The rest of us are all having those days too. What I love to remember at this time is that Jesus was also human as well. When Jesus says, take heart, He knows what that means and he knows the effort it requires. We see many times in the Bible where Jesus is moved, he is grieved. In Matthew 14, when Jesus hears of John the Baptist's death, it says he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. In John 11, we read that Jesus wept at the news of the death of his friend Lazarus. And in Isaiah 53, verse 3, we are told that Jesus will be a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Something that I have thought on a lot in this time is what took place in the Garden of Gethsemane. In Matthew 26, we see Jesus wrestle with the pain of what lies ahead for him at the cross. His words to Peter and James and John are, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus was human and he felt pain, anguish, sorrow, concern, anger and grief in all the same ways that we do. And this to me is beautifully encouraging because it means that we do not need to hide our pain as if it was some shameful betrayal of a weakness but it means we get to share it with Jesus because he is the most compassionate and empathetic listener that we could ever hope to have. He fully, fully understands what we are feeling. Jesus pre-warned us in John 16 that there will be trouble and he says when, not if, and he was right. (laughs) Right. And so I believe if we can trust the faithfulness and the kindness of him as he gives us a heads up to expect trouble, so too we must trust his next words, that in him we will find peace. Research shows that when we speak our thoughts out loud, it helps us to process them It enables us to see them more clearly, to analyse and reflect on them better, and this in turn helps us to choose our actions and reactions with more intentionality. I want to encourage you to take yourself away as Jesus did. Each time he felt grieved or mourned, he took himself away in private and he spent time with God. Take your heartache, all your cares, your concerns, your worries... All of those uncomfortable, messy emotions and speak them to Jesus as you would a friend. Share them with him, offload them to him. Let the one who is peace give you peace. The second thing that I believe we can learn from this verse is that feeling overwhelmed is not the same as being overcome. If we go back to the words that Jesus used in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says his soul is overwhelmed. That feeling of being overwhelmed is a terribly dark one. It feels like you are in the middle of an ocean and the waves are dragging you down. In those dark moments, it genuinely feels like you are going under, like you cannot lift your head, let alone your hands. Sometimes it feels like you want to give up, and sometimes it even feels as if you might be dying. Jesus felt overwhelmed because the reality that he faced was quite literally death. He did not feel as if he was going to die, he actually was going to die. The overwhelm he felt was because his human flesh was going to die. But what do we hear Jesus telling the disciples in John 16? He says, take heart because I have overcome the world. Because he was the son of God, it meant that on the other side of his pain was overcoming. And in his victory, he has overcome all realities of overwhelm that you or I may feel. I want to encourage you, if you are feeling overwhelmed, that is not the same as being overcome. To be overwhelmed means to be under a huge mass of something. So you may be underneath a huge mass of financial worry. You may be underneath a huge mass of loneliness. You may be under a huge mass of frustration or anger or anxiety or depression. But, and this is key, you are not overcome by it. The enemy wants nothing more than to convince you that the weight of this mass is too much for you, that you cannot bear it. But he is a liar because Jesus himself tells you that he has overcome. And 1 John 4 tells us that you, dear children, are from God and have overcome then because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I have this frustrating habit of wanting to see the whole picture, of knowing every detail of the plan, the what happens next and next and next until we're finished. Imagine if you will, it's like a staircase. I want to see the whole staircase right to the very top. But this is not what faith looks like. And this is not how trust is built. You see, trust is built in trial. And God is asking us, will you trust me? Will you trust that the steps are there, but that you only need to see the one right in front of you? Will you trust me even when all you see is the plan for the day just in front of you? Will you trust me even when you only have money in your account for today's bills? Will you trust me when you only have enough knowledge or patience for schooling your kids for this day? Will you trust me Even when you don't trust the decisions being made in and by the people of the world. God is asking you to trust him. What will you choose? The beautiful thing to know is that each day you will take one step. And then the next day you'll take another step. And then another step the day after that. And then suddenly, one day you will look up and you will see that you are at the top of the staircase. You can see all the way that you have come, all the resilience that you have built, all the patience and endurance that you have developed, all the love that you have been surrounded by, all the provision that you have received, and you will see that you are no longer overwhelmed, but that you have overcome. Take heart, dear friends. You may feel overwhelmed, but you have not and will not be overcome. This may be taking too long. This may feel like it will never end, but friend, it will. All you need to do is put one foot in front of the other, look at the day ahead of you, receive the provision, grace and mercy from heaven that will sustain you for today and just keep going. You can be overwhelmed, but you are not overcome. The third thing that I think we can take from this verse is to share your heart with friends. One of the things that I love about what Jesus modelled so well is his ability to share and communicate with his friends and the disciples. He opened up to them with the good, the bad and the ugly. And we see the evidence of the bad and the ugly as he gives this warning of trouble, both in John 15 and 16. Jesus' message would have been much more popular if he kept the doom and gloom to a minimum, but instead he intentionally tells his disciples. He understands that clear and open communication is empowering. Jesus is sharing the cries and concerns of his heart with his disciples so that they may be prepared. Jesus models vulnerability and authentic relationship and I love him so incredibly much for that. I want to encourage you that this is not a time to be in isolation. This is not a time to be pulling away from friends and this is not a time to be pulling away from the community of believers, hiding your sadness or worries or anxieties This is the time where you need to be pressing in and seeking out the fellowship of believers in your life. Iron sharpens iron. Again, I go back to Jesus and I see how he models this again in his most vulnerable and desperate hour in the Garden of Gethsemane. He calls the disciples to him and he says, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Now we all know what happens next and what the disciples did next. They, they fell asleep. <laughs> so I'm not going to focus there. But what we see next is that Jesus returns and we hear the sadness In his voice as he says, couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? And another time he asks them to watch and pray for him. And he goes away to pray and again they fall asleep. Notice that Jesus asks them to watch and pray and stay with him. Jesus, the son of God, the man who had been prophesied about and who was about to change the whole world forever, asked people to stay with him and watch and pray with him in his hour of greatest sorrow and need. Jesus knew the wisdom and value of having community and friendships to support you and watch over you and pray for you. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul says that he delights in his weakness because when he is weak, Christ is strong. I don't know where the idea that we should be strong all the time and should not need help came from. And I do not know why we seem to think that weakness is failure, but I want to tell you that it is simply not true. We have fallen into the lie that we need to keep our struggles and our worries hidden as if they're some kind of secret shame that must be hidden at all costs. My concern is that we've become so avoidant of uncomfortable feelings and of our mistakes, and of our concerns and worries, that when we face them, we somehow believe that if we admit to them, it will be seen as a a crisis of faith or a crisis of mental health, neither of which is true. We are to be a fellowship, a community, a family of people who can support and encourage one another when times are hard. This looks like reaching out for help, It looks like phoning someone and saying, please pray for me. It looks like saying, I am feeling overwhelmed and I am scared and I don't know what to do. I am lonely. I am angry. And allowing that person to speak hope into you when you cannot find it for yourself. And friends, if we are on the receiving end of that phone call, we need to remember that Jesus himself wept that he mourned, that he grieved, and that he asked his friends to watch and pray with him. And if we had the chance to do for him what he asked of the disciples, wouldn't we be honored at the chance to love him so well? Love the person on the end of the phone with that same love. I want to encourage you that if you have found these last weeks hard, that is okay you are normal there is nothing wrong with you I want to encourage you that you are stronger and more resilient than you know and you maybe need friends around you who will remind you of that truth as well I want to encourage you that Jesus knows the pains of your heart and he knows how to speak peace to you take those worries those fears and hand them over to him I want to encourage you that God is your strength and that he is more than enough for you. You don't have to have it all together. You can have had a bad day or a bad week. God is enough for you. I want to encourage you that this will pass. And I want to encourage you that Jesus is victorious and that he has already overcome whatever burdens you are carrying. I hope that this is an encouragement for you. Take heart, for Jesus has overcome the world.